You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Amos! Yo, Joseph. <laughs> what be going home dog? <laughs> wow. Home skillet? We've a... Uh... Homie G? Wow. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Mikey W? <laughs> Mikey W? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> People, you, you're, you're, it's good you can't see this. That's right. <laughs> it's sad. I just... I just did the whole, you know, W and M thing with my fingers, you know, like the West Side. You're sign. quite gangster. By the way, in the studio today is, um, thankfully, the one and the only Jamie Zeger. Because if she were a twin, the world would be one heck of a place. Well, thanks. I guess. <laughs> You're welcome. Just bad candid compliments. <laughs> yeah. Take mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Take it just like that. Yeah. So, what be happening, guys? How are you? What what's I just I just want to know everyone having a good week so far? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Half the people where I work are sick and we found out two of them have covid, so Well, yeah. that would explain the other half, right? Yeah. Or the rest of that half? Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, another week and um, you know, another podcast and uh by now the news has probably gotten out for the majority of folks uh who knew or or know, but um uh what was this? Um, almost it, it's a, almost two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, there was a fire that um, that uh, devastated uh, the the community here, and especially the Morrow County Historical Society. Um, one of their long term members and um, very very um, interested and in, in, uh, contributor to this podcast. Um, passed away due to a fire in his home, and um, he will be greatly missed. And, of course, we're talking about Stan Sipe. And uh, as some of you, uh, many of you may know, we read a lot of his works and his um, his research um, on this show. And the Historical Society used his research to put on their walks, and he uh, spent a lot of time finding out a lot of the information uh, about Morrow County and Mount Gilead in specific, and uh, was a great wealth of knowledge and a great person to talk to. Um, and he wanted none of the credit. Mm-hmm. He rather would, you know, stay in the background and just pass it along for other people to share. And uh, he will be greatly missed uh, by many. And, um, you know, may he and uh, his mother, who also perished in the fire, rest in peace. Um, and uh, we'll just take a quick moment here. But uh, we're going to dedicate uh, most of um, the podcasts in the future, probably all of them, to um, his memory and talking about the history of Morrow County, um, as most of it was either newspaper clippings that he brought forward or um, stuff that he read through books and pulled out and put into these nice little um, uh, folders that Mike reads through. And Mike took me in, um, what was it, Wednesday after, I think, after he passed away um, and showed me there are two four-foot drawers. Um, they're four-foot long, and there's 
folder after folder after folder after folder of all of the information that he brought in. Um, so, uh, um, with a lot of handwritten notes, <laughs> it's all handwritten. It's all handwritten. Um, so, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to share what he put together and get that out there because it's history and he wanted everyone to know. And so by golly, we're going to make sure that, that happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, with that, why don't we uh, talk about one of the first events that I got? I got up here. All right, go ahead. Let's talk about it. Um, on November eleventh, Saturday, November eleventh, Veterans Day will be. I'll just read what's here. Veterans, excuse me. <laughs> Veterans Day will be observed in Mount Gilead on the eleventh month, the eleventh day, the eleventh hour. The sequence of happenings will be as follows: beginning at ten forty-five a.m. The welcome and invocation will be given. Wreaths will be placed at the victory shaft by commanders and officers of local uh, veterans organizations and their auxiliaries, followed by music music selections, including the national anthem. A rifle salute and taps will continue the ceremony at 11 a.m. The welcome and invocation will be delivered by Rick Lyle. Rick is a retired Chief, uh, I don't know what an M sergeant is. I think it's Master Sergeant. Okay, Master Sergeant. Having served 33 years in the U.S. Air Force and is a veteran of the Afghanistan War on Terror. Uh, Let's go on here. Liam (laughs) Stainmaker, Stainmaker, a Mount Gilead band member will share his bagpipe expertise during the placing of wreaths by Casey Shenfield, commander, and Marion Bussey, auxiliary president of the VFW, Nelson E. Camel, Jr., post 8054, Mount Gilead, Jim Bruins, I think it's Bruins, commander, and Tiffany Wickline, auxiliary president of the AMVETS, post 87, Mount Gilead. Music selections, the national anthem, and taps will be by the Mount Gilead High School Band. Ross Runyon is the director. And there will be more going on, but this that's uh, Saturday the 11th in downtown Mount Gilead. So if you get a chance, remember our veterans on Veterans Day. And the History Center will be open during that time as well. So while you're downtown on the square, stop in the History Center and visit us. And before that, Mike... The Real Deal Grill will be down at the Mount Gilead Fire Department, and veterans get to eat free from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And it is, this is Veterans Eat Free, November 11th from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pancakes, bacon, coffee, water, and juice. Adults and children, five and up. Our $5 suggested donation. And it's hosted by the Mount Gilead Fire Department and the Real Deal Grill. And that is going to be right there at the, uh, I think it's one, yeah, one municipal. I can never say that word. Say that again. One municipal. There you go. Mount Gilead. If I had a gold star, I'd give you one. Wow. Um, Also coming up is McChesney's Ice Cream Parlor Christmas Craft Show. And that they've got, they've actually been kind of showing some of the uh, vendors and stuff they're going to have. Uh, they'll have several woodcraft vendors. Nano Nick's Woodfire Pizza will be there. And of course, they're going to have their ice cream. And that is going to be at 3300 Township Road 129. So go out Airport Road 
and turn right just before the airport and go down and you'll see the house right there with the barn. That's turning right coming from Mount Gilead? From Mount Gilead, you'll turn. Because you can't come in from 42 as well. That route Um, goes two ways. Yeah, you would pass the airport and turn left to the first road to the left. Actually, the only road to the left. Okay. Yeah, right after the airport, so. Um, and that's from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's also called Bennett Road, which I did not know. Angela asked me a good question. Maybe the two of you know. Why do we use road numbers in Morrow County when they all have actual names? <laughs> so they used to use names all the time, and then they numbered them. So all roads still have a number, even in other counties that use the names. They just didn't, they don't use it every day, but they still have highway numbers and stuff. So, like Ashland County, they have they have county or township road and numbers as well. But for some, I think it was just like whatever the preferred nomenclature was for the county, which is strange. But yeah, it's it's weird. Like you know, um, Bingham Road. Yes. You know? Well, there was a family by the name of Bingham that lived right. on that road at one time. Right. Well, I these... grew up on Sunfish Road, and we're still trying to figure out why that was called Sunfish Road. Maybe there was a pond with sunfish. Well, road. there's a cemetery there. But that, I mean, I hope that's not. I can tell sunfish. you the whole story on that cemetery at some time. Sometime we'll get to it. <laughs> um, so that is uh, coming up this Saturday. Anyway, you know, um, we kind of went off on tangerine there. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, family fun night at the Sullivan Public Library will be Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it's to join us for free family fun after hours at the library. Play miniature golf in a in the stacks. Do a Lego challenge. I think it's stack of books, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. I bet you that's what it is. Probably. Do a Lego challenge. See science demonstrations. Make a craft and more. And again, that's going to be from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Sullivan Public Library. And then, and then. Um, oh, here's one. Yeah. And we actually had a guest on here last week to talk about this. Uh, Gilead Christian School on November 11th as well will be having their craft and vendor show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that was last weekend. Yeah, that's that's coming up uh, North also. Northmore's was last weekend. Northmore's was last weekend. Okay. And yes, it was. And uh, that'll be at Gilead Christian School from 9 till 2. Uh, breakfast from 9 to 10.30, serving pancakes and sausage. Is it, Which campus is it? Well. I'll probably determine that. It says the South Campus, but I thought this was going on at the North Campus. Uh, it says South Campus. Which okay. is right across from the fairgrounds. Uh, lunch from eleven to two, serving chicken and noodle soups, hot dogs, chips. Visit other vendors for sweet treats. So that's going on. You know what? You're talking about the um, auction they had. Yeah, that I was a different this event. Went, oh, okay, I thought those yeah, went together that's, for that, some reason. That, yes. So that's going on November eleventh at the South Campus of Gilead Christian Schools. Years and years ago, that was a. Uh, car lot so <laughs> okay so mike's laughing because jamie is telling me to stop thinking because i'm not smart um have anyway, you two met have, have you two met <laughs> we really are friends we just treat each other terribly Indeed. um have you guys ever had mulled cider wine yes i have i've never i really would like to and my chance may be saturday from 4 p.m to 6 p.m at the coat winery with the two-bit pickers. 
that are going to be playing there. And that's where I had it as a, at the um, Cote Winery. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, the winery will be open from one to eight, so get there early to get your spot as they're going to have their wine and some music. And there was one other thing I wanted to share. Um, coming up on November eighteenth is the people behind the names on the Morrow County Victory Chef, and that's put on by the Morrow County Genealogical Society and the Williamsport Grange, 1850. And they're combining their November meeting to um, have this presentation, and I think it'll be pretty cool to We won't uh, be able to to see it, though. No, you won't, because you'll be in the middle of a show. I can leave. The director's job is done by then. (laughs) So I really want to see this program too, but I'm probably going to have to run sound. Mm -hmm. I'm probably, yeah. Yeah. So, um, coming up this weekend at the Capitol theater in Mount Gilead is killers of the flower moon. It's Robert De Niro, um, Leonardo DiCaprio and, ah, Jen starts with an H Heilman or something like that. I can't think of what her name is. Anyway, it's a three-hour, 26-minute movie. My goodness, that's a long movie. And it has a lot to do, I guess, with the oil in Oklahoma, I think, and Indian tribes, um, and some murder. And It says, depicts the serial murder of members of the oil-wealthy Osage Nation, a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the Reign of Terror. There you go. Bingo. Jeez, Mike. Can't what? Believe, I can't believe you didn't help me out there. I mean, what? I had to rely on Zeger for that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sad. That's scary. Um, something else going on. At the, By the uh, way, that movie starts at 6 p.m. on Friday, 6 p.m. on Saturday, and 2 on it's Sunday. Lily Gladstone, not Jen anything. Lily Gladstone, okay. Yeah. Didn't mean to step on your and toes there. it's here. also a Martin Scorsese film, so mm-hmm. that it's, it should be good. Should be good. Should be good. It should be good. Okay. okay now you can go, Mike. Can I go now? Okay. Yeah. Tag. Go. Uh, in Mount Gilead, Mayor Donna Carver will have the Spirit of Giving Food Drive. That'll be on Saturday, November 18th from 9 till noon at the Village Municipal Building at 72 West High Street. Proceeds uh, to benefit the Morrow County Food Pantry. That's cool. Oh, you just like ended. I didn't know if right. you were done. done. Okay. <laughs> that, that's all of that one. I was going to say, I know um, I actually got asked to judge. Um, so, Morrow County Idol is going on at the end zone on Friday nights till the 24th. I think the 24th is the, the grand finale. It's a $10 per um, entry fee. But um, I am judging for tomorrow and Betsy Wright's place. So, um, perfect so, person to judge. Others. I know. I am very judgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's going on right now. Uh, coming up, let's see. Um, actually, that's over. Oh, geez. Never mind. Um, I'm sure it was great, whatever well, it was. <laughs> coming up soon, folks, is the live version, the Mar Little Theater version of It's a Wonderful Life, which is why Jamie Zeger is here. Woo-hoo. Because we had nobody else um, <laughs> that could play the part. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're funny. We had nobody else to play the part of Clarice, the angel, yes. Or Clarence, as better known. <laughs> I say that because we all know that, uh, if you know Jamie Ziegler, you I was know say, not everybody knows. the furthest thing from the truth is the fact that she's an angel. 
That's not true. I have angelic times. I have moments. Still moments. Whatever. She's been singing uh, Touched by an Angel because (laughs) she thinks. The theme song from Della Reese. (laughs) Yeah. She thinks that she is actually an angel, folks. Um, And at one point, she actually makes a snow angel on stage. Um, So, well, she refers to one on the stage, but it's not really there. And uh, so Clarice is with us, the Mm -hmm. clockmaker, and Mm -hmm. Uncle Billy is with us. Hey, Bert. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, Uncle Billy's here. Is he? Wow. Where'd that come from? (laughs) Strange things coming out of my mouth tonight. I know. It's like gibberish (laughs) over there. (laughs) Wow, you got all presidential on this. No, we didn't go into... uh, (laughs) He's just going to fall out of his chair. (laughs) Uh, No, no political leanings here. Um... (laughs) <laughs> no alliances you, at all. You didn't go into the uh, the times and dates of the performances. We didn't get there yet. So uh, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life is going to be staged at The Woods, formerly known as Handlebar Ranch on County Road, because that's still County Road right there. 76. County Road 76, just south or just north of the uh, sheriff's office. And it is... Um, November. November 17th <laughs> and 18th at 7 p.m. and 19th at 2.30 p.m. Tickets are available at www. I'm sorry, www. Jamie's trying to talk to me. <laughs> www.marlittletheater.org. And she was trying to tell me, hey, you have a second show planned on Saturday. The answer is we're planning it just in case we okay. need it and ticket sales haven't come through really like that off. yeah okay. that's fine so i don't want to i don't want to do false advertising and then somebody get mad i know us. i didn't want to tell anybody but you kind of ruined it for me but anyway you could you, that's <laughs> why i was trying to do it silently yeah and then you got me like what are you talking about i'm it's my angelic ways they all are, right um, so um, <laughs> let's talk about the show <laughs> shall we what uh Ziegler, tell us a little bit about the show what you think uh, about the show i mean the director's phenomenal um <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> the assistant director is. She so, has seen the movie a billion times. Oh yes. Like if anybody if anybody needs educated on its wonderful life, Aaron Kelty is the girl to go to for sure. Um I think I mean it's a classic. It's one of the the go-to movies of, that everybody has watched and even if you don't want to watch it and then you're not seeking it out, it's on TV or on a continuous loop, uh, if you if you have cable, I do not. I don't live the cable and or satellite dish life. You have Farmer Vision, right? Yes, I do. But it's it it still comes on Farmer Vision even. Um, but I I mean it's a classic. It's a fantastic moral of the story. To gra- like when times are tough, you have to have faith and you have to recognize that what you have and the and the lives that you touch are super important. And I think that a lot of times, especially nowadays, um, I think we get way too much, we get caught up way too much in social media and looking at what everybody else does and their homes, their, what they're doing, where they go on vacation. And we are not grateful for the things that we do have. And that's kind of the moral of this story. So it's a Christmas classic with a wonderful moral. Yeah. George gets the opportunity to see what the gift of what it would be like to see the world without him in it. Right. Which would be very interesting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't imagine. And then there's Uncle oh, Billy. I can. <laughs> you can imagine what the world would be without me? Yes. Or without you? So quiet. You. <laughs> so quiet and peaceful. 
<laughs> we really are friends, folks. I'm telling you, we are. Okay, well, I am portraying Uncle Billy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Billy's a very forgetful person. Typecasting. Um, <laughs> Kind of a kind of a goofball, actually. So I don't know why I got that part. But um, yeah, we don't either. It's a uh, he, he's he. Um, well, you got to come and see it to see see what happens. He's lovable. Uncle, Uncle Billy is a pivotal part of this, mm-hmm. about as much as the angel and uh, George Bailey. <laughs> Whatever. No. <laughs> well, I think it's in. I think I think we should really call out the fact that there are a lot of folks that are in this show yeah. that either have only done one show before, yeah. like um, Patrick Kelty, who is George Bailey. Yeah. Um, he he's, was a Nazi soldier in Diary of Anne Frank um, years ago. He was ago. a townsperson in, 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 in Annie. He was like one of the Hobo okay. Town. I forgot That's about right. that. But I mean, he's done very, very small parts, never. He's never been a, a principal, and yeah. he's killing it. He's doing great. He's I, he's off book, yeah, um, which is impressive because uh, I he's I got could a lot do, of lines. Those who can't memorize lines has they have to direct. So that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Mike. directing the next one. <laughs> yeah, Mike's like, um, sign me up. <laughs> so you know it, we've got a lot of um, we had a lot of youth uh, show up for this show, and we plugged them in. Some of them are playing adult townspeople because, well, we didn't get the adults, but mm-hmm. you know what? Hey, they are interested, and we're going to give them the opportunity to perform. Absolutely. And can I say this? Morrow Little Theater is very good at promoting the youth and training them up, not just to do the acting, but to do the um, the tech stuff mm-hmm. and um, encouraging them in in something that they're interested in. I, I think it's great what MLT does uh, for, with the youth. Right. Yeah, and I think that's a um, a fair call out. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we we set out every year to try to. Um, provide education to anyone, not just the youth, but anyone who's interested in theater. Um, and it's not just for those who want to be, you know, we've had a few that came out. I only want to do uh, backstage stuff or mm-hmm. I only want to do tech stuff. And now they're on like the on the stage yeah. and having big roles and mm-hmm. singing on stage. It, I don't know why that happens, but it seems yeah. like every time that happens. Um, which, Mike, I'm not going to tell you what, but because Jamie knows because she was at the meeting. The board has determined what the 2024 season is going to look like. Wahoo! Yeah. Four shows. Yeah. Good shows. So, yeah. Three three theatrical productions right. and one variety show that's going to have a cool message with it. With and it um, will happen um, a year from now. Oh. A year from this week. But you'll know what the shows are. Because are we we'll, going we'll, to have an MC in, the, in that one? Uh, maybe. Def- Probably, probably a way better one. I just had a brilliant idea. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about okay. it. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> you had a brilliant idea. I know, right? It is wow. shocking. Wow, I it was know. Caught, it was cut. It was caught on recording, so there is <laughs> proof and documentation. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, we will be sharing on Friday night of opening uh, what the next season is going to be. Um, one of the shows is so hilarious, indeed. Um, but the tech that it's going to take to pull that show off is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, it's so worth it. <laughs> it's it's so oh, it. it's going to be worth it. It's uh it's going to take us um probably two or three weeks just to build the set. Mm-hmm. Um and we're going to have to find a place where we can build it in place because right. of of the set. Um but Mike, you'll like the show cuz it will have you laughing. You, the show starts before you know that it starts. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's a good time. Um, and then we have a summer musical um, that is going to be fun mm-hmm. as well. And then we have another classic um, theatrical production in the fall. A play. So we're doing two plays and a musical. And then a, um, I'll just go ahead and say a variety show um, yeah. with a theme. Um, around this time next year. So busy year again from our little theater. And uh, if anyone out there has a large building that uh, we could build a set in, um, or if you want to just donate it, I don't know if you have that, you know, yeah. capability. We'll that give would you be a awesome. Nice ta- text text we'll give you, yeah, right we'll, off. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to lease it to us for a while. Maybe yeah. a former grocery store or something. <laughs> anyway, just if, you know, somebody would like to, you know, let us use a space, that would be awesome. We, uh, we make theater happen just about anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it takes a lot for us to build sets. And, uh, so our sets haven't been as magical as they had been in the past because we don't have the location to build them. We literally right. have to do everything in that week. Right. Um, so like Saturday, we're setting up for this show and yeah. then it'll be torn down in a week. Which is why the summer musicals are usually bigger and more fantastic because we ha- we can usually hold them at the high school. So, um, But I think it, it, it points to the fact of kind of like what Mike said as well. Like, And that's not, I, we're not here to talk necessarily about Marlowe Theater, but that's our mission. Like part of our mission statement is to go out and, um, you know, have a place for people to go, have an artistic outlet, but it's not just going and acting and singing. It's teaching people like how to use power tools. There's some boys last year that had no idea. They've never ran a drill before. We're putting together sets. We make costumes, we design sets. So it's, there's all different kinds of aspects to it. Um, you know, you might not like doing anything on the stage, but you might be a fantastic carpenter and want to come help us put together sets. And we love it because, especially since we don't have a home, setting up a stage and then tearing it down and the week later is miserable, especially when it's a long, long week. Cause especially when you're in the show. Exactly. <laughs> and then usually it's more often than not, it's Joey and I up till midnight <laughs> the whole week painting painting and finishing yeah. up props, et cetera. So it's, it's a long week. And, um, like I said, I know when I went to Galleon community theater and did Chicago two, two Junes ago now, and we finished the show and we got everything cleaned up and I'm, it was like an hour and a half and I'm like, what? We're done. This is fantastic. Yeah, we it need usually a home. takes us like yeah. four or five hours. Exactly. It, if we're lucky. <laughs> that's to get everything back to the barn. Correct. Or into the house. And then by then you're really driving. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to share, um, we have, you know, a fantastic cast in this show. But Aaron Kelty stepped up um, and wanted to AD this show, mm-hmm. assistant direct. And she's doing a phenomenal job. She's basically, she's basically done the entire second act. Um, but I, I wanted to give her a lot of latitude on this because this is a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the set originally, I wanted this really cool set, but, um, we can't do that. And so what we're doing is we're using black curtains and we're doing furniture and we're allowing you, and it's called, I th- it's called minimalism, I think Mi- is a minimalistic it. set. And, uh, yeah. And so I may be the president of the theater and be a director and have, you know, 20, plus years experience, but I don't know all the terms. <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't know all the terms. Um, but uh, we want you to fill in what each set looks like. What does it look like when when Clarice and George are 
sitting, uh, drying their clothes in the toll house after um, they, you know, climb out of the river. Uh, what is it? Lo- what does Mister Potter's office look like? Mm-hmm. What What does the Bailey's house look like when they first see it? And then what does it look like afterwards when when they've made it into a home and they've brought their babies home? Um, so that's kind of one of the other cool things that we're doing with with this show is uh, giving you the opportunity to see with your own um, brain as to what it looks like. Well, and I think it's important with something that is so classic like that. And I mean, I don't know anybody that's probably never seen It's a Wonderful Life. If if Mike, you've never he said he's seen it. I've oh, seen it, but it's been a long time. Oh, okay. but, but when you have something that's so classic like that, they are you kind of expect a certain image in your head. So if we're leaving it, we're letting them fill in the, the blank with their, their pictures that are in their mind, which is nice. All right, Mike. So I got to ask you, what is your favorite part about the show? And don't say Uncle Billy. Um, no, you know what? Um, <laughs> Uncle Billy has some good lines, though, I will say. But uh, I get boost, I get boost gums. <laughs> I get goosebumps. <laughs> When the little girl that is playing Zuzu mm-hmm. has her part at the very end. Oh, little Bailey. Mm-hmm. That really, so it just gets to me. Yeah. That's got to be one of my favorite parts. I mean, it's, it's one of the favorite parts in, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely. Yeah, but, the, but who's the girl who does that? Bailey. Uh, Bailey. Bailey was the last name. No, Bailey's her first name. Nuff, Nuffer. Oh, that's right, because it's Ronnie and, and Bailey. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is it Nuffer? I can't think of what the last name but, is. But she's got curly blonde hair, and she just... Oh, she's the she's part, just for sure. awesome. If we, could get a, if we could get a doppelganger for that child from that time, who's yeah. probably passed away by now. Yeah. She has... She's it, baby. <laughs> she's got... I'm going to describe this. She's got the Shirley Temple mm-hmm. uh, curls. Absolutely. But they're all throughout her hair, like, and they're na- they look they're natural. natural. They're, they're natural. not... They're not like she's she put cute. it in rollers. Oh, she is. Oh, she's, she's and she's ornery. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. is she ornery? She's so cute though. <laughs> but that, I say that's my favorite part. I yeah, I, I love that. I would say the. I mean, Zuzu for sure is cute. Yeah. But I think that youth, like in the parts that we have them in, it is hilarious. Um, a, a bulk of the time. Um, I don't know, especially, I you know obviously Joey's son Isaac is in there as well. But um, those. Three of the girls are so sassy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They make me laugh every single time they do their parts. When so. um, I I really like how um, Natalie Jessen, mm-hmm. uh, um, Ronnie, Ronnie, mm-hmm. and um, that's Zuzu's sister um, in the show. Her real life sister, not yeah, yeah. Zuzu's sister. Um, and then um, Brantley. Carwell mm-hmm. are on stage and uh it's when George is young and he's working at Gowers and of course you know she um Ronnie is playing young Violet and she comes in and she's oh, uh, she does it well she's, she's so very cute. flirty but yes. yeah it's don't give very, too much away they have to come see it it's, it's super good it's a it's a cool it's yeah cool. I, I think we have the right people in the right uh roles it's and again, <laughs> so I am <true>. encouraging. <laughs> well, for the most part, uh, I encourage you to come see this. It's yeah. it's it's an awesome uh, adaptation of the movie. Now there Absolutely. have been a few things changed a little from yeah. the movie because we obviously can't have a um, a pool that opens. 
right on exactly. stage. So they've kind of changed that around a little bit, but but other than that, it sticks pretty pretty yeah. true oh, to it's, the movie. It, yeah, it's definitely per the per the flow of the movie that nothing gets really hip hopped around. So. Yeah, and I think it's in, this version is interesting because it is more like the movie than the other versions that I've seen that mm-hmm. I've acted in. Mm-hmm. This one, you basically you're following George's life, right? So that Clarice becomes. Um, very knowledgeable about George, I mean, and then the just stuff like happens. real life, baby. <laughs> Super knowledgeable. <laughs> oh, that is just like, oh no, the recording's bad. <laughs> we lost it. Gee, that's not funny. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, wow. Okay. So we're going to. Uh, I think we're going to just tell you guys again here. Show starts. Shows start November seventeenth and eighteenth at seven p.m. both nights, and then on Sunday it's at two thirty p.m. again. That is at the Woods, formerly known as Handlebar Ranch, on County Road seventy six. That is north of the Sheriff's Office in Mount Gilead. And tickets are available at www.marlittletheater.org. All right, Mike, are you buckled in? I'm buckled in. I'm ready Jamie, to go are back. You buckled in. Heck yeah. So, okay, Angela does this thing with our kids now. Like, uh-huh. when they get buckled in their car seats and everything, they have to say their name to let her know that they're all buckled, right? Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing. All okay. right. Are you ready? <laughs> Here we go. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. All right, Mikey, take us back to 1935. All right. Well, yes, it is. Well, again, we're using uh, information that our friend uh, Stan Seipert put together. Uh, last week, we started to... This volume is actually called... Um, Life in Morrow County, 1935 versus 1960. And last year, we, last year, <laughs> last week, folks, last week, <laughs> we covered part of 1935. And I'm going to do a little bit more of 1935 today. And then next week, we'll get into 1960, which was a super year. Some people around this table were born in that year. So, not me. How about you, Jamie? Not it. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk about 1935 a little bit in, in Morrow County. <clears throat> Excuse me. My dad was born in 1962. Just want to. 1962. Nope. 1960, 1960 as well. Okay. Yes. Okay. 1935 news and notes. Higher education was out of reach for most of the county's 1935 high school graduates, unless a graduate was fortunate enough to be awarded a scholarship. The vast majority had to put their college plans on hold. Twenty-seven seniors graduated from Mount Gilead High School this year. Of the total, only four or 14% of the class, went off to college in the fall, and they were on scholarship. In 1935, every county sent a representative to the state legislature. In Columbus, Morrow County's elected um, legislator was J.G. Mills of Cardington. A bill was introduced that year to contract the number of counties in Ohio from 88 to 22. I had never heard this before. Huh. In short, this proposed bill was a blatant attempt by the representatives 
of Ohio's big cities to keep the legislators of the rural counties from acting on bills that would benefit the larger metro areas. In other words, the cities wanted to dominate the state legislature. Hmm. The proposed bill called. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. The proposed bill called for merging multiple counties into one county unit. For example, Morrow, Delaware, Union, and Marion counties would have been combined. This combined county unit would have been called Marion County, as it was the largest of the four population-wise. At the time, the Marion County commissioners would have control over the entire proposed structure, and Morrow and the other two counties would cease to exist. Representative Mills opposed the proposed county uh, contraction bill. Of course, everyone in the year 2020, or 2022 now, knows how this turned out. Morrow County's oldest Civil War veteran, 97-year-old Ezra Davey, died on April 28th of this year. Davey was the second Union Army soldier to die in two weeks. Four Civil War veterans remained in the county. The last one, Seymour Whitney, would die in 1940. Saturday evening band concerts were a popular form of entertainment during the summers. In 1935, a concert or a local amateur talent show was held nearly every Saturday night on the public square in Mount Gilead. Occasionally, a vaudeville show would be performed in Mount Gilead at Levering Hall. Outdoor movies were shown free of charge in Cardington and Marengo. The movie theater in Mount Gilead was open seven nights per week. There's an idea for you. No. (laughs) Nationwide, people went to the movies an average of six times per month in 1935. Wow. And before it was replaced by television... 20 years later, radio provided entertainment in the home. Families would gather around the wireless in the evenings to listen to their favorite programs. People were active socially in 1935 within the Morrow County. Within Morrow County, there were a large number of clubs, lodge, lodges, churches, church groups, granges, and other organizations to which residents belonged. Now, this is an interesting little story. In May of 1935, many Morrow Countyans began receiving a chain letter in the mail. Originating from Denver, Colorado, it was estimated that up to 25,000 copies of this particular illegal letter were sent by persons unknown. At the top of each letter was listed five names. Each addressee was requested to send a dime to the name at the top of the list and add his or her name and address to the bottom of the list. The addressee was asked to send copies of the letter to five other people. If the chain was unbroken, theoretically, when the local addressee's name rose to the top of the list, he or she would receive letters with a dime enclosed from 15,625 people. This would total to $1,562.50, all for a 10-cent investment. However, in this scam, the chain letter only profits the originators of this supposed get-rich-quick scheme. The letters, uh, authors were uh, preying on those who were down on their luck due to the Great Depression. At least those county residents who fell for the scam were only out one thin dime. Um, In 1935, Morrow County Fair was held over four days in late September. The all-county band, composed of 80 high schoolers, entertained the crowd one day. 
A total of 160 horses were on hand for the three days of racing events, more than any other county fair in the state. The fairgrounds track was considered to be one of the best in Ohio. A trained animal circuits with dogs, ponies, and a trick mule was a featured act. The junior fair, now in its 10th year, was well patronized. Both centralized and one-room schools had exhibits in the 30-year-old school building, which has since been torn down. The school in North Woodbury won first prize for its illustrated map of Morrow County. Prior to this year's fair, here, let me turn pages. All of the buildings on the grounds had been repainted as part of a New Deal program work project. A new fence had been erected outside of the racetrack oval. Walk-in admission at the main gate, what's now gate A. How much do you think it was? A dime. A quarter. The same price was charged for those who entered by car. Just the year before, the fair board had decided the fairgrounds had deemed deeded the fairgrounds over to the county commissioners. There was no midway at the 1935 fair, so there were no amusement rides. These wouldn't appear until after World War II. Merchants countywide had displays in rented tents on the grounds. Stores closed in the afternoons to allow their workers time to attend the fair. The county courthouse closed as well. Automobile dealers displayed new car models. A new piece of farm equipment known as the Combine made its debut at the 1935 fair, courtesy of the John Deere dealer in Edison. This piece of machinery would go on to revolutionize the harvesting of grains. Two Cardington farmers bought the display model while attending the fair. The county school pupils were estimated two-thirds of them were admitted free of charge one day during the fair, despite the fact that it rained steadily on this particular day. In 1935, the Morrow County Fair was still looked upon primarily as a place for the display of livestock, farm products, and similar exhibits. By 1960, the fair had become decidedly more commercial. So, um, we've reverted back in time because it's definitely more agricultural again, but that's not a bad thing. No, it's definitely not. Um, this is a list that shows what Morrow County didn't have in 1935, but did have by 1960 rural file fire protection, uh, vaccinations against polio. Did you two have polio vaccines? Okay. I didn't know if they still did that. Okay. I had, I did drugs for the treatment of tuberculosis, pasteurized milk, frozen prepackaged foods, cake mix in a box, drive-in restaurants, dial telephones, air conditioning, television, long-playing records. That's the 33 and a third records. Interstate highways, consolidated schools, labor unions, social security, health insurance, marked county and township roads, golf course, swimming pool, installment purchasing of luxury items. Those are things they did not have in 1935, but by the time we got to 1960, we had those things. So next week, I will talk about some things that we had in 1960 that we didn't have in 1965, 1935. All right, wow. Okay. And again, that is courtesy of my friend, um, uh, Stan Sype. So... So, you know, Mike, we, um, we talked about 1935. We talked about 1960. I think we should go a little bit, okay, a lot bit further back in history. A certain somebody in this room is involved with a project called Journey to Bethlehem. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And we've somewhere. not talked about this. No, we haven't. I just wanted to t- throw this in, though. 
I did the calculation. I went through the inflation calculator. So $1,500 from the little dime thing would be like getting $33,700 today. Oh, wow. So that for an investment of just a dime. Yeah. <laughs> so well, but today, how much is postage now? Yeah. Way more than that. Okay. What, 50 cents, yeah. I think. So, okay. So journey so, to Bethlehem. Journey, uh, journey, uh, to Bethlehem is December 9th and 10th. Um, it is at Wolf Creek Feed and Supply on County Road 57. Um, Saturday it is four o'clock to eight o'clock, um, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then, um, Sunday it is 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. as well. Um, same thing as last year. We're parking at Northmore. Um, they'll be shuttling back and forth um, to the farm. Um, you know, there'll be crafts again. So bring cash. If you hear this and you went last year and you didn't realize there will be things that you can purchase there. We have vendors um, of, and they've got like things of the time. Um, there's food there. Um, you can make donations if you choose to, but just come join us and you know learn the the, the real truth of the Bible story. Um, and about Jesus and come, come take a look at what we've got going on. It's the third year. Um, we try to improve it every single year. So let's hope that everybody comes. Well, you have made improvement because I was King Herod the first year and I have not been the last. Well, it was Adam last year. So, yeah. <laughs> so. well, I'm not sure that's an improvement. No. Um, so I was one of the wise men first year and second year I was uh, demoted to a shepherd. Well, you know. <laughs> but um, if you're interested in, in donating your time to be an actor, um, please contact. Um, we're on on Facebook. Journey to, uh, it's, uh, you can actually go to uh, .com. Com. and um, yeah, I didn't Or you can email at yeah. BethlehemJourney. I'm sorry, at Yahoo.com. Yes. So we're looking for people to, to help. Um, you can walk people through, um, be a tour guide. You can help serve food. Um, there's all kinds of ways um, to work and witness. If you and part of like if you feel that uh, part of the Great Commission, so it is a su- it's, it's, it's super really cool. Neat. Yeah, it is. It's fun super, to be a part cool. of. It's really fun to be a part of. So I had a blast the first year. I froze to death. Yeah, it was cold. It wasn't as bad last year. It was very. It was definitely way colder the first year. That oh, wind man, was, was vicious. Vicious. It was, and we even had heaters on in the barn, but yeah. it, it didn't do. I any was good. terribly cold because I was up on that trailer and there was no no protection. So I'd be like, I'm just gonna freeze. It's and fine. believe it or not, folks, she did play an angel there, and we questioned <laughs> yes. the wisdom. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's flash back. <laughs> All right, Miss Zigger, we have something else that you're involved in. Do you want to share that? Well, there's lots of things. So, um, how just, about what's just going to be off. happening at the Capitol Theater? Okay. So, well, how about we just start from the beginning of December? All right. So, fine. December, December 1st, and mm-hmm. in Mount Gilead is the Morrow County Annual per, uh, Christmas Parade brought to you by the uh, Morrow County Chamber of Commerce, which I'm a part of. So, that's why I was confused. Um, the parade kicks off at seven from the fairgrounds. Um, we will have two broadcasting locations. Um, and also there are festivities ahead of time from five to seven in the, um, downtown area, um, around the monument. So there'll be caroling, um, the businesses will be open, um, hot chocolate. There'll be the tree lighting, um, 
at 6.30. So if you, and then Santa will be there at the end of the parade, of course, in the Santa house. So that's something that's going on. Um, and also December 9th, <laughs> hmm. it's a busy, it's a busy, well, December 8th, we're having Ken and Friends at the Trinity Methodist Church, which is a fundraiser for um, our Sunday school class to go buy presents for needy children. That's at 7 o'clock at Trinity Methodist Church in Mount Gilead, which I'm also doing. <laughs> and then um, near and dear to my heart, which is exciting for me because I'm a nerd and I was born in the wrong time, I heart rosemary clooney desperately um i strive to sing like her i have for many years and my wonderful friends at capitol theater are having a rat pack evening uh an evening with the rat pack and i am opening for them um singing ella fitzgerald and rosemary clooney songs to open up but it's a christmas um it's a Sinatra, Chris, yes. a Sinatra and friends christmas there frank dino and sammy celebrate a marshmallow world Shows yeah. are on December 9th at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Tickets are $15 at the door, or you can purchase online, which they were moving pretty quickly, by yeah. the way. You can purchase them online at capitaltheatermg.square.site. Cool. Yes, what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot going on the beginning of December, and there's lots of things to, from, I'm going to say, it's a wonderful life through at least the second week of December. There's all kinds of things to do. That, you know, it's the holiday season, embrace it, you know, enjoy the things around us that happen only this time of the year and spread some like love and cheer and enjoy Christmas and the holiday season. Yep. All right. Um, Mike, did you prepare anything for the end of the show? I know you've been over there looking at your phone. I just... He's, been, he's been trying to look up the worst funny well, jokes. I, I have a couple things here. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. Warning. It really? just keeps going. Really? Okay, Mike. Okay. You may now begin. I, I, I have a question. <laughs> yes, sir. When you greet someone in a falsetto voice, is it a hi, hi? Oh, I see what you did there. H-I-G-H. If I could, like, knock myself Someone out. Someone tells me that's not funny. Well, I thought that was hilarious. I was trying to figure out a way to knock myself out with my microphone. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, um, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> get your finger off that button. <laughs> what, what happens if you get scared half to death twice? There's no answer. That's just a rhetorical question. Yep, this is my stepladder. I never knew my real ladder. But in theory, if you got scared half to death twice, you're already half to death, so then there would still be a quarter left of you because if half of you's already gone, then half of that half is that's a quarter. Sorry. I mathed mathed that bad joke. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) You know, someone just called my phone, sneezed, and then hung up. I'm getting sick and tired of these cold calls. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Even the button didn't want to work right on that joke. <laughs> you killed the button, buddy. Well, you know, everybody's got to be good at something. I think that's all I'm going to do for today because you two don't appreciate, don't appreciate my humor. It's because they're haters on the humor. Or lack thereof. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to leave it there for this week's episode. Thank you very much for listening in. Until next time, be nice to each other, be kind to each other. You never know what someone's going through.